It's time now for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and Kathy Endebrock. The three love ladies are praying and praising through the New Testament cities of Athens, Corinth, Ephesus, and the island of Patmos. And today, they're talking about Ephesus. We are in studio today, and it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And we are we are in a, a, a friendly atmosphere today because we have our precious friend, Kathy Enderbrock, all the way from Boise, Idaho, sitting in with us, Carrie. So the three love ladies are in full bloom today. It, it makes such a difference when you are in studio, just getting to be together. And I love calling in and sharing that time with, with both of you. Well, once you sound better than I do on the, on the record. <laughs> on the Men <laughs> asked me one day, why is that? And I said, I don't know. It's it just, that's the way it is. Oh, my gosh. Today in the studio, I feel like I, I sound so throaty or something, you know, because calling in, you can never quite hear how you sound. But in studio, you have these ear Mm -hmm. things on, you know, exactly how you sound. I think, oh, heaven's sakes, Lord, help me. So, you know, it's such a gorgeous time in Texas, and God is working, and we get to lead and live with love across Texas and across America. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the things Mm -hmm. we're doing across America, and... uh, it's you know there's so many things that we have to really praise God for well, and we're be thankful excited, for. Aren't we, scary. Oh, hello, listeners. Yes, <laughs> we are excited. Miss Evelyn, you are 86, still walking, still talking, still loving, loving life, and and forgetting. <laughs> no, well that's okay. You are going to be love walking and talking in Washington D.C. in November. We are for America Praise. And that is a new organization that we're working on. We've got a new um, corporate uh, 501c3. Mm-hmm. And um, what we're going to do is to, across this nation with America Praise, is we're going to develop a prayer initiative like we have over the capital city of Austin. And that is with pastors and all their churches praying 24 hours a day. Well, and the thing that I love, Evelyn, is, is you know, this has been taking place uh, in Austin. I think Pastor <clears throat> Trey Kent started yes. this 24-7 prayer initiative like seven years yes. ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when Franklin Graham came into the city, just for him to be able to see the unity among mm-hmm. all of these churches, all of these diverse churches was just so amazing and one of the guys on his team uh, said we need to be doing this in other Mm -hmm. cities and in other states we need this kind of unity uh, among the people in prayer among the churches in prayer among the pastors and so we're going to be moving this out called America Praise and the website is uh, getting done and getting up and and incorporating and to kind of um, be in line with that and kick off all of that we are taking the book that you wrote uh, Praying and Praising Across the America, and we're taking it to our senators and to our representatives in Washington, D.C. this November and sharing that with them and taking a few moments to present that to them and pray for them and pray with them for these United States and letting them know we understand that the burden of our country is not on your shoulders. That's Mm -hmm. a burden that's meant to be on the shoulders of Jesus Christ. Government is meant to be on his shoulders. And um, while he has positioned you for such a time as this to make 
make a profound difference, we want to come alongside you in prayer to pray that this country would glorify and honor him. And we're so excited to be able to do that this November. Well, it is exciting. And when you think about, you know, it just takes one little grain of love to begin. Um, it's like a match. It just takes a, it just takes a small match to build a, you know, to burn a building. But that's how it started. And, you know, we've recently talked about how, uh, we started prayer groups in Austin, you know, just women praying for their neighbors and their friends and newcomers and, and how that has stayed through the years. And I remember so well, uh, when I met Trey Kent, and he is a powerful young man. His dad was a tennis coach at A&M. Oh, wow. And he was a tennis star. Oh. And so was Mary Ann. And so uh, when they came to Austin, after he graduated, they came to Austin. And he was in a little uh, strip center over on 620. And it was the place where the Hill Country Bible had been previously. And I was delivering Good News Journals. And um, so I went to the door to knock on the door for Tim Hawks to come to the door and take his papers. And I saw this young man running down the hall, and he opened the door, and and he was just kind of winded. And I said, well, hello, how are you, and who are you? (laughs) And he told me. And through the years, we've developed a friendship. And about seven years ago, he uh, he and Marion were prayer walking, and the Lord told him, you need to get every church in this city start praying 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day, every church. And, you know, Evelyn, what I love is that just daily life makes a difference. How we do daily life can make a profound difference. And there's this scripture in the Bible that I love. It says, in all you do, do it for the glory of God. And so I posted that on my little Facebook thing, and I, a little thing that gave that scripture. And then on the top of it, I said, what are you doing today? Mm-hmm. And I got more shares and more you know, comments than any post I have ever gotten. It's just, what are you doing today? When we're, we're going to be talking today about making a difference and mm-hmm. how can we make a difference. And this is not something that only CEOs and government yes. heads can do. This is something that you and I get to do, that every single one of our listening friends gets to do. And this is about daily life, making a difference in daily life. And God makes those connections. He brings those friends. He builds those plans to where even more than we can ever imagine is accomplished with and through our lives. And so as we talk about this praying and praising around America and making a difference, um, I I just am so thrilled because this summer my family got to go to all these ancient cities of Greece that we see in the New Testament, Athens and Corinth and Ephesus and Patmos. And so we're going to be, we're in this new series now, going to these New Testament locations and looking at how the followers of Christ, um, specifically the apostles Paul and John, in their journeys, in daily life, they made connections, they made friends, they made a difference, and sometimes they just made the most of it. Yeah, we do have a lot of those days. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Well, you know, Kathy, uh, that is exactly the picture of what Austin is. When we moved to Austin, I didn't think God lived in Austin. There was <laughs> nothing going on here except, you know, drugs at UT. That's all I had on my picture board, on my billboard. And... Um, you know, it's one of the things that God really taught me, that 
If you want what I have, you've got to communicate with me. That's so true. We have to think what's on our billboard. Listeners, what's on your billboard today? What is that thought? What is the, do you have a scripture that is directing your thoughts today, that's directing your steps today? Have you had that time in prayer to get the right things up on your billboard? Because it is not meant to be worry, is it? That's not what's supposed to be on our billboard. That's not what's supposed to be on our billboard. It's supposed to be worry less and pray right, more. Right? right? <laughs> worry less and pray more. Um, Worries like a rocking chair. You know, you can sit in it and you can, <laughs> but it just doesn't get you anywhere, right? Um, you just kind of stay there and wallow around. But, uh, man, it's been exciting, Kathy, to hear about your journeys this summer. Uh, we have uh, loved getting to hear about your journeys to Athens and Corinth, and, and we're going to talk today about Ephesus. And then later on, we'll be talking about the island of Patmos um, in, a, in another show. So you'll want to make sure that, that you catch all of these shows. And you can, if you've missed something, you can go back to uh, Love Talk Network, and you can find the shows online. And you can download those, and you can listen to them online. So never fear. They're there, but you want to make sure that you catch all of these so you can get the context Kathy, what an amazing journey you've had. It, it, it has been. It was so eye-opening. And the biggest thing for me uh, that I learned is that, you know, sometimes we go and we look at the Bible and we go, okay, this is for faith. And then we look at all these other science books that we learn at school and we go, this is for life. And yet when I was there, uh, all of, you know, our tour guides in Greece, they go through a four-year education. And so they... You know, they have to learn about all the history all of ancient Greece, of all of the mm-hmm. the myths surrounding the gods and the emperors and, you know, everything that happened. And, and look at all the historical documents. And they rely on the Bible as a historical document because it has proven over and over and over to be so correct. And so oftentimes when we were going to these cities uh, like Corinth and like Ephesus, like we're talking about today, uh, they would pull in scripture and then they would pull in and say, and there's a historical document that we found at, at like an, in Delphi that supports the exact date, the this exact you know scripture that Paul is referencing that happens here in Ephesus. It's it's all corroborated, and so then the, having that account in the Bible also helps them know that what they found in that ancient document it's true because it perfectly mm-hmm. aligns. So incredible, and just like the Bible has proven itself over and over to be true for historians and archaeologists, uh, friends. It will prove itself to be true over and over in your life. Uh, the Bible is not just for faith. It is for your daily life. It is for making a difference in your daily life, in your summer, in today, um, as you're making plans for what's going to happen and you're raising your children. This is the is the book that you want to be relying on. Kathy, in, in just the minute or so that we have left, before we go to break, set the stage here. All right. Where is Ephesus? Where where is this in relation to where Paul had had already been? 
Okay, so he has been to about six other cities, including um, Athens. He didn't stay any of those very long. Then he went to Corinth, where he made some amazing friends. He stayed a year and a half. Well, now he's coming to Ephesus and actually bringing a couple of those friends with him, Aquila and Priscilla, come to Ephesus with him. Is it across the sea? It's across the Mediterranean Sea, is that correct? This is, so this is actually in Turkey, yes. Okay. So he had to get on a boat mm-hmm. and okay. travel across, a, you know, not very long. It would have been about a, a, a day's journey. It mm-hmm. was not that difficult. Um, and then he went inland. Ephesus is not uh, Ephesus is inland from the port of Kusadasi in um, in what we would know as today as Turkey. Um, but at the time, it was the capital city of Asia Minor. It had the largest outdoor theater in the ancient world, held like oh, 20, 25,000 spectators. Um, it contained one of the seven wonders of the world, the Temple of Artemis. And, oh, my gosh, I want to tell you so much about this, not just about the city, but everything that Paul did there that made a profound difference in the lives of these people then and in the lives of people today. Listeners, stay with us. We're looking forward to love talking with you about making a difference right after this. You know, the world has changed, and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality, and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder, how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition? Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 80. 8808 Research Boulevard and New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. 
Call CASA at 334-7300. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Time now for more Love Talk right here on The Bridge 1120 with your hosts, Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and Kathy Enderbrock, and they're talking about Ephesus. Hello, listeners. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You're here on The Bridge, 1120 a.m., and you have found Love Talk. Stay tuned. I tell you what, you are here with the love ladies, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, Mrs. Kathy Enderbrock, and I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. It is great to have you today. We are walking through Ephesus today. (laughs) We are talking about the thrill of making a difference. Our good friend Kathy was, was able to visit Ephesus this summer and is taking us through Paul's journey there. And, friends, if you'll remember, you know, Paul hasn't had it easy. I mean, Paul has been beaten, thrown in jail. He's, I mean, pretty much any horrible sorrow and pain that you can think of has happened to Paul. But the Lord has sent him some great helpmates um, that he actually took from Corinth to Ephesus with him, Priscilla and Aquila. He made some great friends, great connections with them, and they journeyed with him across the sea. Um, to go to Ephesus, and all of this was to teach about Jesus. That's the reason. There was no other motive. They weren't going there to make money. They weren't going there to um, go to the carnival. They were going there to talk about Jesus and make a difference. Yet they were truly living out what Christ had said, that go to all nations and make Mm -hmm. disciples. Share me. I mean, sharing the truth of the gospel, that's one of the things that gets the Holy Spirit so excited. You know, if you say, oh, I want to feel your presence, Lord. I want to feel your presence, Lord. You know how to feel his presence? Go and do something the Holy Spirit loves, and that is sharing the gospel, sharing the good news in love, in hope. The good news is not the good news if you share it in condemnation, right? That Absolutely. That is never... That's not good news. Yeah. It's, um, the gospel is always meant to be shared uh, to offer hope. And I, I've heard it said, people will never stop doing the wrong thing because it's the wrong thing. They will only stop doing the wrong thing because there's something better. Wow. And the gospel is... And it's the right thing. It is always the better. It is the right. It is, it's the way to truly live a life that is full of joy. And, you know, Carrie, I love that you said to really set this up that Paul has. I mean, he's been stoned and left for dead. He's been severely beaten. He's been put in prisons. He's been put in stocks. And you think, oh, my gosh, does he not get it? He's got to stop doing this. You know something I'm just now thinking about? Imagine what his what what kind of toll that's taken on his body. You know, we we think of him. I mean, he's yeah. he's taking all these journeys. Imagine what kind he of had, toll he had that is issues. taking on his body. 
And, you know, uh, you know, we, we might make a and say, oh, I can't do that because uh, I don't feel good today or, or whatever. But, wow, I don't know. That just kind of hit me just right now. Mm-hmm. I am sure that he is not in 100% perfect, perfect health, right? He's probably got bruises, scars, and maybe some lasting conditions that have followed him this whole way. Well, and I think one of the principles here is that Paul realized it's about spiritual health. It is about that relationship with Jesus that can really get you through anything else. Mm -hmm. And I want to share about some of the great things that Paul has seen. I mean, you know, it's not that he's taken all of this for naught. He has taken this advance, the kingdom of Christ, and he has seen tremendous transformation in the lives of men and, and, and women. He's seen churches established and strengthened, increasing in numbers daily. And, and and unlikely men, men who have been named after gods themselves, that have walked away from their life and accepted Christ and and uh, began that incredible journey. He's seen women, both wealthy and poor, accepting salvation with joy. And here's a cool thing. He's seen the Holy Spirit healing people mm-hmm. and coming and dwelling in new believers. He has seen a youth raised from the dead. And, I mean, it got to the point where even a handkerchief mm-hmm. that Paul had could be taken to someone and they would be healed. And this Mm. is so important because we will see in Ephesus, unlike any other place that Paul has been so far, it is filled with magicians, with soothsayers, with sorcerers. And this um, Ephesus is like the gateway of Asia. It's the highway to Rome. It's been called the light of Asia, a population of over 300,000. So aside from Rome itself, this is the most densely populated area that Paul has been to. And and, it, and um, in these New Testament periods, Ephesus was actually the fourth greatest city in the entire world, outside of Rome, Alexandria in Egypt, and Antioch in, in Syria. So we're talking a big, big area, huge population. And... Um, and so, and here's a kind of a cool thing that we haven't seen before with any of our other cities is that um, also not only was Paul here, but the Apostle John mm-hmm. and the and Mary, the mother of Jesus, were here about 20 years after Paul. And it was actually where Mary and the Apostle John are reported to have lived their last days was in Ephesus. So a huge, huge city. And so we've seen all of these incredible things happen. We've seen Ephesus being an area where you would maybe walk into and you think, oh, my gosh, there's magicians everywhere. There's idols everywhere. Mm -hmm. The entire city has one of the seven wonders of the world. It's a temple built for the goddess Demeter. And this is the goddess of, like, sex and um, fertility. So, uh, you know, farmers depend on her. So the entire agricultural depends on her because they want their crops to grow, as well as, you know, people, you know, the whole idea of pleasure and self-enjoyment were kind of elevated above, above anything where that Paul had really been into and been up against. And yet we're going to see Paul as a disciple of Christ through the spirit of Christ, really sharing the gospel of Christ making such a profound difference in this city that their entire economy changes. 
that is outrageous. Can you imagine walking into, say, New York City, spending time there and impacting it so much so that the entire economy of New York City changes? Can you imagine in the United States what happened in Ephesus would be if the same as Paul bringing down the entire pornography industry in the United States. Can you imagine that? You know, that that just reminds me of what pray, Amer- America Praise could do in that regard. Uh, Kathy, when you look at what God's doing, it, this was not just Paul's energy and vitality and and personal pursuit. It was God's work. And we, I believe, are going to see that in the nation of America in the days ahead. I think, I think that it's going to be a lot in America like it was with, with Paul as people just speak the word and people come to know that, you know, there is, Jesus is real. Well, God uses he does his make people. A difference. He make, it's, it's through God that this happens. The, the people are just the vessels, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they're, the to- they're the computers now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Facebook. I, I want you to, to, to hear this. This is what Kathy is saying. This is from Acts chapter 19, verses 8, uh, 9, and 10. Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. Now, remember, Paul was schooled in the art of debate. So he was he was used to people coming against him, and he could logically um, go through an argument with these people, a debate. Um, but some of them became obstinate. I love that word. But they became obstinate, and they refused to believe, and they publicly maligned the way. So Paul left them, and he took his disciples with him, and he had discussions daily in the lecture, lecture hall of Tyrannus. This went on for two years. So that the Jews and the Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. Two years. Two years. So everyone in Asia at this time was hearing the word of the Lord. And it didn't say most or some of who dwelt in Asia. It said all who dwelt in Asia. And you know that can happen in America. It can happen in America. Carrie? Well, I believe that, Mrs. Evelyn. And it's, 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 you know, it's through people doing things to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Ms. Evelyn, you talk so many times about how when you moved to Austin, you stuck a sign in your yard that said, <laughs> women pray here, here today. today. You know, I can just imagine you making up little signs uh, and putting them in your yard, <laughs> you know, and just come on over. And you just welcomed people and you said, come pray here. And these churches that are praying 24-7. And, you know, friends, I think so many times we get caught up on, you know, what church do I go to? Yes. It doesn't matter. Go to a church that preaches the the loving, saving grace of Jesus Christ. If you find a church that preaches about Jesus and preaches the Bible, that church is 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 a great place to learn about all of these things that we're discussing today. And, you know, and I think, and, and a church who says, 
if you have your Bible, open it because yes. this is where we're going to be reading from. You want a church that really encourages you to get into God's word mm-hmm. for yourself. This is meant to be a relationship that you are meant to engage in. It is not meant to be something where you only have or understand because a pastor tells you or someone tells you. Now, you, you uphold your pastors and you revere your pastors and you do look for them to them for understanding and clarification. But you are responsible to go into your Bible and open those pages and meet the Lord there. Well, friends, when we come back from our break, we are going to look at how we can make a difference, just like Paul is making a difference. Paul's making a difference in people. He's making a difference in the marketplace. He's making a difference in the way people go to church. He's making a difference in society, in the government. And we want to look at these ways. How, how, how did Paul do that? And what does that mean for us? Right where we stand, right where we are, right after these messages. Information you want on the world of culture, the world of entertainment, the world of finances. Information you need for your world. Today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Let's get back for more Love Talk right now with Evelyn Davison, Kathy Enderbrock, and Carrie Brinkater praying and praising through the New Testament cities of Athens, Corinth, Ephesus, and the island of Patmos. Today they're talking about Ephesus. 
Hello, listeners. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. Friends, we're so grateful that you are here with us today. And we are so grateful to our sponsors who always support this show. And some have supported this show for 30 years. So we say thank you to our sponsors. And remember to always look us up online at Love Talk Network and, of course, on Facebook. So we are talking today about making a difference and how Paul made a difference in Ephesus. And I I just find it so interesting, and I've said this on every show, but, you know, we're we're moving through so many different types of people, and Paul is finding a way to connect with all these people. And I, I should say that, you know, the gospel, the gospel speaks to everyone. No matter where you are, you might think you're in the deepest, darkest place. The gospel speaks to everyone. A lot of these people that Paul is encountering in Ephesus are in deep, dark places, searching for things to fill their life that never does. Sorcery, witchcraft. Um, and, and, and guys, you know, even back in these times, there was a lot of sexual deviance and things going on that were not pleasing to Jesus. And so Paul is... Paul is coming in, man. He's kind of storming in and just, I, I think, probably putting everybody uh, with eyes wide open going, okay, man, this guy is talking about something that we haven't talked about before. Before we went to break, we discussed that the word of the Lord had penetrated through all of the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Asia. They all heard the word of the Lord. And that is in Acts 19. That is verse 10. And in two years, the preaching of Paul had just taken the place by storm. Kathy, I find this just extraordinary. I mean, it is. For something like this to make such a profound difference. I mean, Hebrews uh, in the Bible, in Hebrews 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is alive and active. We're going to get to see that here. It says the word of God is not only alive and active, it is sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Because we know so often the heart, it, it, um, in the Old Testament, we, it says it's deceitful above who, all things. Who can, who can know it? And so all of these wizards and sorcerers, witches, astrologers, diviners, um, they would even look at the entrails of animals to tell Ooh. you your yeah. future. You know, is she going to tell me yes? Oh, I don't know. Let me look at the entrails of this dead animal and I will tell you. People who would read one's fortune by the palm of the hand. Okay, if any of you out there are going to a palm reader, stop, stop it. Stop it. Do not do that. And this is what I want to share with you. This is the difference that we see when Paul is out there and sharing the good news, sharing the gospel, um, living out the love of Jesus Christ amongst this people. It tells us in Acts 19, verses 18 through 20, many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. So not privately, but like openly. We're talking about to the whole group. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. So this is incredible because we see a complete turning. And we see the word of God. He he does um, distinguish between, you know, going in and just saying, oh, I've done wrong and feeling guilty. Don't stop there. You need to ask forgiveness. And then you need to turn 
from that sin. You need to turn away from it and turn towards Jesus Christ. And that is what we see everyone doing. So I'm picking up here again. It says, A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. Whoosh. In the, it, that's it's a lot of money. Um, and in the way, in this way, in this way, the word of God of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. So we see these oh, these people are saying, "I don't want anything to do with my former way of life. I am completely giving it up." Mm-hmm. And we see them burning their scrolls. The value of a scroll. I mean, this was not like you go down to the local. Um, office max and buy some paper and get a pen. No, I mean, these scrolls, they were very, very valuable. And once you burn them, uh, you you can't afford to go and just buy new ones. That's not an easy thing. You have to be a master of your craft in order to be able to even have the money to go and purchase these scrolls. And they were, and and it wasn't like they were like, hey, I'm going to go donate this to the local Goodwill. I don't want anything to do with it anymore. They said, I don't want anybody to come in contact with these scrolls because I know these are these are evil. These are wicked. These are these are not what God wants, not only for me but for anybody and completely turning from it. And uh, so we see this huge transformation. And so this this is so impacting the marketplace. We see um, not only we see not only in fact impacting the lives of people, but impacting the marketplace. And so there's this silversmith. His name is Demetrius, and he made all of these silver shrines to Artemis. And Artemis is the main goddess of this city. One of the seven wonders of the world is the, is the temple in, in in Ephesus built to her honor. And so he called together all of the craftsmen, along with all of the workers and all of these related trades that had to do with making <clears throat> these these idols. And he and this <clears throat> excuse me, these are the words that Demetrius shared with them. He said, "You know, my friends, we receive a good income from this business." And you see and hear how this fellow Paul has convinced and led astray large numbers of people in Ephesus in practically the whole province of Asia. He says that gods made by human hands are no gods at all. And there is danger, not only that our trade will lose its good name, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be discredited and the goddess herself who is worshipped throughout the province of Asia will be robbed of her divine majesty. And so they wanted to get uh, Paul and throw him and throw all of his followers out of town. This caused a riot. A riot, because, I mean, we're talking about the whole province of Asia. Like, this is disrupting everything, Mm -hmm. because people are like, I don't want your silly idols. I don't need your silly idols. I know the God of heaven and earth. I know Jesus Christ. I don't need to pray to your idol anymore. And it wasn't just happening in Ephesus. This is like if every man and woman in America said, hey, I don't need your Playboy subscription anymore. I'm canceling it. And you know what? I'm not just taking the Playboys that I have and taking them down to Goodwill. I'm burning them. Can you imagine if every church in America came together and every family went door to door and asking, like, hey, do you have any, like, uh, porno- pornographic materials you would like burned. We are burning all the pornography in our city. We want to get rid of it. And, you know, 
even saying we want to take down all the pornography sites. I mean, these are things that are destroying lives, just destroying families. And this is what we see happening in Ephesus and the entire province of Asia. That can happen today in America. And that's what we're praying for. And, you know, one of those industries you're talking about is is Planned Parenthood and the taking of the lives of unborn babies and and in the marketplace having to, or if you're working with a corporation that supports that, that having to participate in that. And these are things that do not follow after what Paul had to tell his people. It doesn't follow after what we and pastors have to say today in America. Well, you know, a lot of times, listeners, y'all, y'all know, if you listen to this program on a regular basis, you know, I try to think about how the people felt, right? I try to put myself in their shoes and kind of bring this around to, okay, all right, so they've now burned their scrolls, okay, and some of the people are saying, um, okay, right, I, I, I'm not going to worship these idols, uh, these these images before me. I worship Jesus now. But just like when we go on a diet, or just like we when we start a new exercise plan, there's a lot of times that we fail, right? And I'm sure that these people weren't perfect. None of us are, right? And they might have gone, oh, well, I'll go see that astrologer one more time, right? Yeah. Or I might pick up that idol, oh, Artemis, are you there? Can you help me? I'll just me? touch it. Right? I'll just touch it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times whenever we start that diet or we start that exercise plan, we fall off for the day, you know, we gorge ourselves on cheesecake and chocolate, and and then we go, oh, well, uh, forget it. I just can't do it anymore. Or you start this exercise plan and you miss a day or two. Then we have a tendency to just kind of give it up. Like, ah, forget it. I, I just can't do this. But you know what? Just get back on the wagon. And I'm sure that these people probably had minor setbacks. Maybe some had some major setbacks. Friends, our Lord wants you to seek his face even after setbacks. And that's the difference that Paul is talking about here. Mm -hmm. He's saying, you know what? God accepts you for who you are. He accepts you where you are. I know you've got all these things. You've been brought up this way. Your city is filled with all of these things. I get it. I get it. But once you see what Jesus can do for you, then you will know the difference. Mm-hmm. And I just I just think that it's important to kind of to step back sometimes and think about how the people felt. You know, uh, they jumped on strong, which is awesome. And probably some never turned back, but probably some did. Well, you know, and this is what we need to remember is that what's going to help us is not knowing, is she going to say yes, is he going to say yes, but having your future predicted or knowing when your star is aligned, that's not going to help you in life. What's going to help you is that when God said, I will never leave you or forsake you, he put a period after that. Mm -hmm. He did not put an as long as condition after that. So we need to focus, focus on his promises. How do we know those promises? Go open your Bible. They are filled, filled, filled with promises mm-hmm. that God makes to you. Those are the things that you want to stake your life on. Those are the things that you want to look forward to in your future. Well, we do need to take our break. Uh, let's do that. And we've been talking about how life can make a difference in the marketplace. 
in society. We come back, we want to touch on how it can make a difference in the church and in your life personally. Right after this, stay with us. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0000. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. You know, the world has changed, and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality, and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. One more segment of Love Talk right now with the three love ladies, Evelyn Davison, Kathy Enderbrock, and Carrie Brinkater. Welcome back, listeners, to today's Christian Talk, 1120 AM, The Bridge. Coach Carrie Brinkater here with my love ladies, Miss Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock. Um, Ephesus, the thrill of making a difference. I tell you what, Paul made a difference here. And as we just discussed, it didn't come without uh, its trials. It wasn't an easy road. Um, but Paul, Paul didn't care. Paul was there to talk about Jesus. And... You know, I, I know we experience things today as Christians um, that that are uncomfortable. But I've never been beaten for sharing mm-hmm. the word. Um, I've I've never thought I was going to die. I know that there are people in our country who have died, but um, you know, Paul made a difference, and his friends made a difference, and they were there um, in in Ephesus, right there in Asia, and. Making a difference in the marketplace, Kathy. I think this is so phenomenal. You talked about Demetrius and how he was a silversmith, and how he kind of, I guess, started a riot within the city mm-hmm. of, you know, people because he was saying, "Oh, well, now that people believe in God, I can't make my Living. idols. To, <laughs> I can't make my idols to Artemis anymore." And so it kind of started a riot there. But you saw some things in the ancient marketplace when you went that I think, uh, uh, oh, man, this is awesome. It's just incredible. And, you know, I'll say, too, that, yeah, I mean, Demetrius was making the um, argument that we actually Mm -hmm. see made today that, hey, if you don't get rid of this whole Christian thing, it's going to bring down our entire economy. Like, we're talking all these craftsmen will be out of work. There's going to be unemployment. Okay, I've heard the same argument about what they call the adult entertainment industry, pornography, right? 
that now it's like a $6.1 billion industry. And if we were to shut it down, people will be out of work. And I'm thinking, oh, you mean people will stop having their lives destroyed? But that's not how they say it. So I think when we're listening to arguments in the world around us, we need to really put on that, that, that hat that thinks logically and thinks through these things, understand what that person is saying, but then how do you say standing on the truth and knowing the truth and um you know that's kind of what we're looking at right now with the bathroom situation mm-hmm. there there come there are states and people across this nation that say if texas if they shut the doors then we won't take any business there mm-hmm I don't think Governor Abbott gets bullied very easily, though. No, he doesn't. I was telling somebody, oh, you know, Idaho is beautiful weather, and I wouldn't mind staying there if I could bring up my family and bring up the Governor (laughs) Abbott to to be there. But So, Carrie, I will answer your question. So here's one of the really incredible things. When you go to ancient Ephesus, and so these are all ruins, right, you will see in the Agora, which is the marketplace, Mm -hmm. um, you can see where the individual stalls are. So the stalls are like the different little market places. Think when you go to a flea market, everyone has their little stall set up. Well, engraved on the front, you know, little pieces that have been broken and fallen, engraved on the stone are all of these uh, crosses, Christian crosses. And you'll see them littered throughout the Agora where you could go through and identify, oh, this stall, this little market here um, is is owned by a Christian, owned and operated by a Christian. And the incredible thing is that, you know, Ephesus, because it, it I mean, really made Paul and the gospel, Paul through sharing the gospel of Christ, um, made such a difference, not just in Ephesus, mm-hmm. but in this region. They wanted to get rid of the Christians, and so the church came under an amazing amount of persecution, as we see it happening throughout the world today. I mean, we have seen genocide. Um, churches burned throughout the the world. We haven't experienced that in the United States yet. We've experienced the burning of a church, but understand, throughout the world, we are seeing still governments and groups identifying Christians and saying, we will slaughter them all. We want to get rid of them all. And the same thing happened in Ephesus, where that same, you know, uh, 25,000-seat auditorium, the largest in the world that we were talking about in our very first segment, um, instead of using that for performances, they started putting Christians in with wild beasts and having them torn apart. And yet, in the marketplace, you still saw the, the ruins of those crosses that had been at the front of the stalls. So they didn't scratch them out. They didn't get rid of them and destroy them. Those people still said, yes, we are Christians. If you want it, you you, you want us, you come and get us. You know where, they are, where, where we are. If you want to hear the good news, we are sharing the good news. We will share the good news with you and everyone who comes to uh, our stall. Um, and they did not back down. And it's just an incredible thing, so encouraging, so inspiring to see the difference that they made and how they stood firm. And we actually see Paul in Ephesians 6 
telling them about, um, what is it, the armor of Christ, how you put on the helmet of yeah. salvation. Mm-hmm. You are preparing for a war. And he said, you always stand firm with the gospel of Christ fitted to your feet. And that's what we saw the Christians in Ephesus doing. Yeah, that is so exciting. Vinny and I are there on our 25th wedding anniversary. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated 66 years. Aww. And do you know that that, that thing you're talking about, that huge arena, uh, it is as if when you walk in there and you know that's what it is, it's as if God just has a canopy over it. Mm. There's a different feeling. It's like going to the Garden of Gethsemane. There's a different feeling. And we don't operate by feelings. We operate by faith. But there's a different presence there. I would say you're right. Your spirit is ignited. Uh-huh. There is something where you go there and you feel the weight of yes. what God has done in this place and the, the lives that have been given in this place and lived out in this place, the miracles that have happened in this place, even though uh, it has been some incredible tragedy in if you look at how it advanced the mm-hmm. kingdom it's amazing. I mean, the fact that you go to these places. Now, the fact that you and I can have a Christian program right now and be talking openly about that this, that is because of the work that these apostles did, what they gave their lives for uh, back in the first century, almost 2,000 years ago. And um, it's, it's worth it. You want to make a difference. You want to make a profound difference, an eternal difference. Mm-hmm. And living for Christ, sharing the gospel of Christ, that is the way that you make that eternal difference. What are some tangible ways um, that we can make a difference? Ms. Evelyn, what are some things we well, can I do? Well, I think uh, what we're doing with uh, the Franklin Graham team that's coming here October 16th, that's just, you know, just days ahead of us. Um, also, uh, the... Um, Getting involved in what's going on in Washington, D.C., whether you're on-site praying or you're every day praying for them, because our government is so close to uh, operating on a system much like Ephesus had, much like um, it has today, you know, some of the other countries. So those are things that we can do. And, and we, you know, we don't want to be forceful in talking about the new book, Appraising and Praying Across Texas. But it has a value in that. There are 49 days that we pray for one word each day. Each day is a word in the scripture. And you go through that 49 days and you write out what your prayer is. If you're praying for the president, or you're praying for Abbott, or whoever you're, write, write out what the need for the day was. And so after you've gone through that, you go back and you praise God when you write it down and remember what he's done. So I think that's a couple of ways that we can impact our community today. We can make a difference. But apart from that, it is in our churches. If we get our people praying 24 hours a day, across this nation, and that's our goal, then we're going to see God do some miraculous things like he did with Paul. You know, one of the things that Paul did was he wrote letters back to these um, places that he had visited on his journeys. You know, that's uh, the book of Ephesians, the book of Galatians. Um, uh, what, what am I missing? Corinthians, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote letters back, and uh 
you know, I wish I could say I did this more, but whenever the prayer list comes through for my church on Fridays, it comes through, you know, if there's something in there that um, I feel like I should write a note for, you know, I, I you know, get get out and write a note to this person struggling. They're having a hard time. They just lost their mother or they just had surgery or whatever. Even sometimes just a little note can really go a long way. They make such a big difference. I, Whenever I get a thank you card, I keep it. I have three stacks of these little uh, storage bins and Eric says why do you keep those what they're just because I put them on the very top shelf of the pantry and I said well because someone's thankful for something that I did like that's it's almost for me going that's my pat on the back and if Mm -hmm. I do get down or just feel like oh lord I'm not getting any of this right I will go up there and grab those storage bins down and just start going through those thank you cards yes I I do the same thing Kathy I have a big old bin and you know notes and cards that former players or people have sent me whatever they're all in that bin and it it is a way you know and so never never underestimate and that's something that we that that most of us can all do and Miss Evelyn you talked about prayer you know, maybe you say, look, I just, I, I, I can't, I can't do that. I can't spend the money to, to write, you know, to buy the, the stationery and, to, and to, to mail that. That's okay. You know, praying for those around you in the workplace. Ms. Evelyn, you keep, you keep bringing that up over break, and I want to make sure that we talk about that in the workplace. You know, praying for those around you that, that you know are seeking, are, are, are wondering why there's a difference in you. You know, why, uh, and they, they, they're wondering and they're, they're kind of analyzing you and all of those. You can pray. Mm-hmm. You can pray. Those are things that we can, that we can do. Little tangible. And you know why that's important? Because that's exactly what Jesus is doing right now for you and for me. Mm. We get to thinking we're in this alone and we're not. But he, he says that he will intercede for us. And, and whether he sends an angel to rescue us or just speaks to our heart or mind, it is important. Absolutely. But you have to have him. Absolutely. If you are a disciple of Christ, then you have the power and the call on your life to make a difference, a profound difference through sharing the gospel of Christ. Step into that life that he has for you. Friends, if you're not a follower or a disciple of Christ today, God wants that freedom for you. Freedom from the power of sin in your life, freedom from death, freedom from the hopelessness and sadness that strangles you and that smothers you. Step into freedom today. If you have any questions about that, you can call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. You can search us out on the Internet at Love Talk Network. We would be happy to send you a Bible. We'd be happy to talk with you about what Jesus can do for you, about the difference that he can make in your life. The God who made the world and everything in it has a way to connect with you. Life, love, peace, and joy, the connection and the difference of a lifetime. Listeners, we love you, and we will see you back here next time on Love Talk.
Hi friends, this is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with.